0: for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that.
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Welcome to the podcast, She is Fab, where we discuss all things Fab, women empowerment, and live coaching. My name is Evelyn, also known as the Fab Chief Desk, and I am a Mindset Transformation Coach. Welcome to another episode of the She is Fab podcast. My name is Evelyn, Mindset Transformation Coach, and your host. Today, I am joined by Dusia Loboskaya, she combines modern medicine and holistic medicine in her work as a life coach. Welcome. Thank you very much, Evelyn. You are welcome. Tell me a little more about what you do.
2: Sure. So, as a holistic life coach, I implement coaching and counseling in my holistic work and modern medicine. And so what happens is that I get people reach out to me, whether it's health issues or, uh, struggling with relationships, like if they, uh, lost contact with their, with their family members or friends and they, and they're struggling because they're like, why is this happening? What, what did I do wrong? Or, or help me figure out how we can reconnect. Or if they're having health issues that they are thinking, okay, I went to this doctor or to this nurse and somebody isn't right and so they come to me and ask me okay what's going on (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. I listen to their story and they're and mostly what happens they don't really know at first where what exactly to um to talk about so I say you know I just share whatever comes to your mind whatever feels like this I have to really talk about this and so I just I just listen to them listen to their story and at the end I ask them clarifying questions and it often happens that when I talk to somebody, I say, okay, I see where, where this is coming from. And then I ask them clarifying question like, hmm, what was your relationship with your, with your family? Like, what was you, what was the going on when you were growing up? And then they will say, oh yeah, this, this and this happened. And in one situation I had with a client, I would say, okay, what was your relationship with your, with your mother or with your father or whoever wasn't there? And they say, Oh, it was, it was not so great, but oh well. I mean, it happened. Life happens. And I instantly, I mean, it's normal to say that. However, I noticed that anything that affects you long time ago, anything that has happened to you, even if you say, you know what? It doesn't bother me. Life goes on, but your body is responding to it. Your body's responding mm-hmm. to it. It can be anything from allergies to, chronic health issues to, um, to traumatic, uh, traumatic events. And so I said, okay, I have the sense that it's possible that although you think it's okay, but your body is not agreeing with you. Like your body is saying, okay, you're saying this, but I don't feel fine. I have a problem. And so I mm-hmm. go through this, I offer them like consultation about different modalities that I do, like Reiki, angel healing, uh, different forms of Reiki. And I have to say after at least the first session, there's already results. There's already something that I, I get a call or text message and they say, my, we, we started talking again. <laughs> like, yay, great. Like That's someone awesome. said, like, yeah, like their mother will talk to them again or, or some other session, they say, "What did you do?" Like I was just, I was just helping you. I was, just, I was just getting mm-hmm. to the bottom, like getting to the root of the cause. Like, like when you go to a doctor and you say you have this and what whatever pain you have, of course, I mean it's normal to prescribe medication, but I prefer to say, "Okay, where where did it start?" Like, uh, okay, you've been taking this medication for, let's say a month and how's it going mm, it could be better okay okay let's get to the cause of it and obviously the mm-hmm. cause is something from 10 years ago 20 years ago it's it, it just it, it's i don't want to say ridiculous but it just it's just crazy mm-hmm. how our past life issues like past trauma if we don't mm-hmm. look at it as a trauma, but it can affect you even today
0: Right. I agree. So you help your clients in two different ways. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that can be a combination. Mm -hmm. One is reconnecting, right? Where the relationships that they have that they've lost touch with. Mm -hmm. And the second second one is the holistic uh, medicine path, where you're looking at where they're experiencing pain and then exploring that deeper or more deeply to understand the root cause.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yes. And then you said that uh in your coaching you mm-hmm. use additional uh methods like Reiki. Uh and there were a couple of those you mentioned, sorry, they kinda just <laughs> Oh that's okay. <laughs> went. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice it. <laughs> yeah, um,
2: yeah, so look I use Reiki, Angel Healing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other uh, modalities that I use that are like, uh, like an umbrella, like right here's an umbrella for different healing modalities. And so I just combine mm-hmm. different modalities, like different, uh, different kinds of session, like there's the mirror strategy I use. It just really varies on the situation on every individual, like what they need mm-hmm. to improve their life. It can be, it can be really anything. Sometimes it's like self-esteem issues. And even though mm-hmm. I don't discover it at the moment when I'm talking to them, but like, for example, I had the client who had, I'm just gonna say she had a traumatic event three years ago. And she had serious, just serious issues like having healthy meals. And she didn't feel good in her body. She just like, she thought she was ugly. And unfortunately she had a boyfriend who was not very supportive. And so I just listened to her and then I did with her the mirror strategy where she would like go to the mirror mm-hmm. and I would guide her with the process and what to say. Like when you're saying to yourself, I feel fantastic. I be, I'm beautiful. I'm, I'm amazing. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But when you go mm-hmm. to the mirror, it's like you're talking to this person and kind of, and in your brain, it, it's like a switch and it feels like someone is telling you that mm-hmm. the effects are amazing and. What can I say the next day I got another message and she said she had the first time in two years she had breakfast? Like, wow.
0: Wow. That's amazing that you get results so quickly. And and, you know, for those of you guys that are listening or watching, Mm -hmm. a lot of times coaches are gonna ask you to do something or start a practice, and some of that Mm -hmm. might seem a little silly or more common sense, or like it might not work, but when you actually put it into action. It does provide a result. We're not telling you this just because no. it's because there's an outcome.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm seriously, I mean I'm even amazed about it. Like I can imagine, like I have sometimes I have clients who I do crystal healing sessions on and some clients it takes after a week uh, to improve and I'm like, Okay, that makes sense. After a week, like whatever is going on in their in their mindset and, and whatever going on in their life, so it takes time for them like for their mind and body to say okay, this is what's happening. And then there's other mm-hmm. clients. So right the next day I hear, did you do like any session that we, I was uh, doing on them? I said, yes. I said, thank you. Great. Like, oh my gosh, whatever happened to them. <laughs> like I sometimes I'm happy to hear what happened. Sometimes like, mm-hmm.
0: yes, Your life is improving. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. So mm-hmm. tell me, did you always uh, knew you wanted to be a life coach or did you transition from another
2: a profession. I transitioned, to be honest, yes. In the beginning of my, let's say my teenage years, I was debating if I wanted to be a scientist, I wanted to be a doctor. like I had these different ideas, and I loved, I loved science in school, and I thought, okay, I want to work in a laboratory. <laughs> then some issues happened in my family, and I heard stories, and I thought, I actually want to become a doctor. <laughs> so it kind of changed. However, when I was 18 years old, there was then another dramatic turn in my life, and my father got very sick, and I realized, okay, I have to be the adult, I have to now take care of my my family, and so I was able to get a job as a nursing aide so I could provide for my family and be in the medical field, and I thought, okay, I want to go to college, but it's not going to happen now, so at least I'm in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And so I was working in medical field for a few years and why well, I of yeah, my late father and yeah, I just kept it just kept developing. And later after his passing, I was still working and I I was trying to figure out who am I actually as a person like my father was gone. And I'm thinking of yeah, my mother and that I have to maybe maybe the medical is now not for me. I just I don't know. I was just like, who am I as a person? What, what am I looking for? -hmm. And for, like for a mini period in my life, I was doing something completely different, not related to medicine. It was more like hospitality related. And it was okay, but my heart was not really with it. I loved talking to the people. I loved being helpful uh, when they needed somebody, but it was just not me. And then Mm -hmm. I got training, official training. I was able to do a good patient care. And oh my gosh, that was just, I guess I could breathe again. Like this, like the medical field, being anything, being in a hospital or anywhere where it's related to helping patients, being there for patients to just provide medical support. That's like that's I was back home, and mm-hmm. I just kept working in the medical field. And I don't know this. Then something happened with my mother. Then later on, and also going back when I was growing up, I learned a lot about herbal medicine. And about holistic modalities from my mother's side of the family, like I would hear from my mother stories about somebody, like she was sick or something happened and my grandmother would uh, talk to her godmother or somebody and say, what can I do for my daughter? Like, how can I help her? And, and it was not always medical advice. It was mm-hmm. more like holistic, uh, holistic advice that my mother received. And I just grew up with that knowledge and thinking, oh, so there is actually this other side. And while I was working in the medical field, there were often times where I thought, okay, they are getting this particular, uh, how should I put this, treatment option, but there's something missing. Like it's not getting the results that they need. And I wasn't really, I realized I wasn't really able to say, I think you need more than medicine (laughs) because I know people would like, what are you talking about? This is medicine. (laughs) What does he need? And I just had to be like, okay, well, I have to accept that whatever this is. I have to just, I can think it, but I can't really help them, or I can do what I can. Mm-hmm. And then my mother got sick in 2014, and that was the time where I realized, okay, at least for my mother, I wasn't able to do what I wasn't able to do for my, cl- for my clients, for my patients, and so I did on her. Um, she was terminally ill, and the doctors gave her just three months to live at most.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, she. Um, they said she was going to die, and I, I just decided I'm going to do for her what I'm not what I wasn't able to do for other patients. And before I even knew what the Reiki was, I was doing Reiki on my mother, and after that, she had less pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually used my intuition. To be honest, I decided, okay, I'm just going to put my hands on her head and. Somehow I knew what I would do, although I didn't really know what I was doing at the same time. And after that, she had less pain, and she was able to live longer and enjoy a little bit of of being with me. And to me, that was priceless, honestly. There was a time when she transitioned, and I was prepared for that. We were both prepared for that, for lack of better wording. And I know something that awoke something in me i can't even really explain what and then i met people who were doing reiki and other and similar uh modalities and i just felt so much at home and i was thinking i need to be around these kind of people i don't know what they're doing but i need to be around Mm -hmm. them and then i discovered the school yeah then i discovered the school in in boston uh near where i was living and i started it was on facebook actually i found them and although they were just offering meditations But something just clicked with me. I thought I have to go there. And ever since I was doing meditation, answers all these, any questions I had about life, about the medical world, they were all answered every time I was going there. And at some point my guide said, I want you to get training in Reiki. And I thought, What? (laughs) And he said, and then he just kept talking. I said, okay. And it was honestly the best advice. That was the best thing I did. I ever did. I did Reiki. I I got trained in Reiki and in-person Reiki and remote Reiki. And I was trying to implement that skill set in my medical field, but that wasn't really possible. And I started being depressed and a year went on, two years went on, and I just kept feeling like something is wrong. Like there was no balance in my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And in 2016 approximately, I realized, okay, I can't do this anymore. The Reiki is where I belong. And I stopped that and I went, I went, I continued, then I went back to school as well. I went back to college. I started getting training. I became trained as a medical assistant. And I continued my education medical field, which I still am doing. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I started doing more Reiki, and I was able to breathe again. <laughs> I just felt fantastic. I had clients. Even at first, I was just volunteering, and the people would say, "What are you doing?" Like I'm just, I'm just helping you with Reiki, and I just felt so much motivation. I just felt so uplifted, and I realized mm-hmm. this is who I am. This is, this is my purpose in life, so to speak. Yeah. And I just kept learning more and started off with Reiki on Facebook and certain groups. And at some point I realized I I should have a practice because there's so many people who are, who are improving, who are improving their health, whether it's toothache or like where they say, I have an appointment next week to the dentist, but I'm in severe pain. Can you help me? And I just send them Reiki remotely and mm-hmm. they feel better. And the pain wow. is less. And I just, it was, it's just like, this is who I am. And then I realized I can use my medical knowledge to help them, these people as well. Like if mm-hmm. they are going to some kind of medical issue, I can instantly tell, okay, this is what's going on with them. This is, and I can tell them, okay, this is what your doctor said, to your nurse. And I understand what they're saying. This, this is the diagnosis they gave you. However, there is fight at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And this is what I recommend to you. And they're going to, and mm-hmm. some of them say, well, okay, but well, I'm on medication. And I mean, I'm never ever going to say stop taking medication. No, <laughs> like hell no. Mm-hmm. No, the medication, it only does so much. Like every medication has side effects, holistic modalities. They go further where medicine doesn't like the medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if any, I can try like a visual explanation, like whatever I even use essential oils in my. A practice but the thing is medication they like it's like they only touch like the bubble like imagine a bubble in your um like like just imagine Look at your hand and you see like a, a little ball and this ball is the illness whatever it is mm-hmm. so the medication it just it's like a blanket over the over the ball but it doesn't really go inside of it but the reiki, mm-hmm. it comes from source. It comes from the universe, and it goes directly inside, like an injection. And I know injection mm-hmm. people are scared of that, but you don't <laughs> even feel it. You don't. You just feel warm. You feel like you're either taking, either you're sunbathing or like you're getting a warm hug. That's basically how you feel, whether it's in person mm-hmm. or or remote. And even that, yes. it, it gets funny because I I remember like at least. Two times I had the client remote and they said, I could swear you were right in front of me. Like, no, I'm right here. Wherever that's you great are.
0: feedback because, yeah. you know, obviously as life coaches, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier when you have that face-to-face interaction. Mm-hmm. So to be able to still give that sense when you're not in the same location, not face-to-face, that's amazing. And something else, for those of you that are listening out there or are watching on YouTube, um... Many coaches talk about what was their catalyst or what brought them to the field or niche that they're in. So Mm -hmm. it's always pleasant for me to hear the passion that coaches put forth when they explain that feeling of, you know, being misaligned and then finding this thing that they wanted to share that that brings them joy. So I'm so glad that you have that happen for you.
2: Yes, I still, I'm still grateful. You know, there were days in my, I have to say in the, like in the past two years, sometimes I would wonder why didn't I try this before? Why didn't I try this? Let's say, I mean, I'm now 40, almost 40. (laughs) I don't look like it, but I am almost 40. And in my younger years, I wonder why didn't I think of it before? And then at the same time, it's like, like I'm getting this voice or something saying well you were not ready yet your life was Mm -hmm. you didn't have the resource you didn't have you didn't you were not able to to reach out to the people who could say try this do so try this i didn't have that Mm
0: -hmm. yeah but you know what everything has a time Mm -hmm. and a place and obviously we wish we could look back at our younger selves and say hey you should do this (laughs) but the past is the past for mm-hmm. a reason. And all we can do is the work that we have in the present, right? But I'm so Absolutely. happy to hear that you are still able to work with your clients, that mm-hmm. you're still finding alignment in what you do, and that you're getting the results uh, that you want. Something else that you mentioned that I find interesting, you have this medical background, mm-hmm. which helps you with communication, communicating and understanding what the uh, doctor is recommending to the patient, whether it is a process or medication that is involved. Do you ever advise your client to go back to the doctor and alter something with what they've recommended?
2: I really do that, no. Like if, if I, at first, my my best um, strategy is I ask the patient or the client, in this case, what the doctor recommends. Mm-hmm. And I use my intuition, my own background knowledge, like, okay. Like when I like when I listen to your story and I say, wait a minute, I've heard I n I remember a client having such a problem. I remember another patient having this problem. And I would never but however I would never tell them, tell your doctor to do da da da. I never do that. No. I <laughs> say, Okay, your doctor can have okay, I respect your doctor's opinion. I recommend that as an add on to your treatment, mm. what I would I suggest. And mm-hmm. I want the client to be the one to say Doctor, I think I need now a less dosage because I feel better with the less dosage or I think I need, I want them to be able to think more independently because, you know, I know it's happened a lot. I've seen this a lot. You go to a doctor or your nurse and say, okay, doctor, yes, if you say I should do that, okay, I'll do that. I mean, I'm not mocking, but it just because you don't know what you don't know. But, mm-hmm. And I want I want them to get to the point with my Reiki as well. I want them to be able to make informed decisions and say, you know what, I thought about this. What would happen if I uh, lessen my dosage? I want them to get to that point without me telling them. I mean, I can. I mean, they can ask me for my opinion, and I can say, mm-hmm. it sounds like it, but it's about how you feel. I'm not going. I'm not you. This is your body, your decision. I want you to say. You know, I'm, because I even tell you, you know what? I mean, I could be even wrong. I could be saying, no, you don't need that. And I want them to say, excuse me, but I would do respect. I think I know my body better. I want them mm-hmm. to be able to say that.
0: That's a key takeaway there, right? So mm-hmm. Adesia isn't, you know, going against doctor recommendations. She is helping with her practice to add on top of those recommendations. And then obviously, based on how that goes, how you feel, you as the patient can then go back and talk to your doctor about alternate methods.
2: Absolutely. Yep.
0: That's great. So in terms of working with your clients, Mm -hmm. um, is there like a minimum amount of sessions? I know you have your consultation or discovery call Mm -hmm. that you conduct, but is there like a, a program or a minimum amount that you recommend to your clients?
2: I recommend generally to my clients, no matter what the sessions are, I recommend them three sessions. So I don't, I know that a lot of coaches do programs. The thing is I was thinking about doing programs, but it feels very limited. Like if, like when I have a client and I listen to them, I have the sense that if I tell them, okay, this program, you're you going to complete in three months and there, and when the three months is done, they're going to think, did I, did I improve at all? Like, Am I okay? Is something wrong with me? If something is not, and I don't want mm-hmm. them to get to, I don't want them to feel that way. I would say after like three sessions, I would say, I have to sense that your life is really improving. And I also suggested them journal, write Write your experiences down, Like write, uh, Like if you do a diary or something, when you're not with me, like when you're not having a session, I mean, you can ask me questions in between uh, appointments, but write down and then look back at it and say, Hey, I think I improved in this, in this part, or this is getting mm-hmm. better in my life. And I want us I to be able that. to say together, you know what? I think you're good now. You're, you're fine. I mean, you're welcome to come back for consultation. You're welcome to just check in and say, Hey, I'm doing this. And, but I want them to say, you know what? I'm good now. I feel good about myself. Everything is in alignment, quote unquote. Mm-hmm.
0: That is so great. I get really excited when I hear other coaches talk about journaling because I am big on journaling. Even before I became a coach, journaling has been my thing since childhood. It's just a way that I find to be introspective, right? I can look back on things that I wrote as a child and be like, huh, my mind was definitely in a different state or, you know, laugh at some of the situations, but also see patterns and growth and development. So I always recommend people to journal, whether you're working with a coach or without, it is such a healthy and important practice.
2: Indeed. Yes, I love it. I just I just love it even when I hear from my clients, even when I don't ask them, they just message me and say, hey, Jucia, I just realized I was reading my journal. Like, yes, thank you. Thank you, universe.
0: Thank you. <laughs> You're like, and I have to tell you, you did it on your own. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. So, um, what would you say are some of the the top things or top outcomes that your clients can expect from working with you?
2: It's there's it different. Depends on your situation. It can be from reconnecting with family uh, when everybody when the doctors say it's not healthy for. Um, like reconnecting with your family when, when you, when you think that there's no way in the, in life that you can reconnect with them because of some health issues or, and whatnot. Another one is reconnecting with, 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 with a parent after where the parent suddenly is, um, realizes that there was friction and they want to resolve the friction or someone, uh, or, someone has relationship problems and then i get a phone call or text message my partner came back (laughs) like just right after this or just someone having or someone feeling good about themselves and not uh, feeling ashamed to eat because they were bulimic because of something that happened Mm -hmm. to them just i mean just so many different or or um or having relief from chronic migraine even even happens Mm -hmm. like i had a client who uh she was in her early 50s and she had migraine for years and she said I'm going to go to a doctor to find out what's going on I don't know what you did but it's gone like i just like there's so many different results whether it's reconnecting mm-hmm. with family uh physical ailments you have relief from physical ailments or or it disappears it just so mm-hmm. many different PTSD gets there- less yeah it's just the list goes any, on and on.
0: Are there any common threads that you see with the clients that come to you? Like, are there certain issues that you find you're working on more so than others?
2: Yes, I um, I unexpectedly started working with two kinds of clients. The one that have skin issues or chronic health issues, as I prefer to say, chronic health issues that are it could be any kind of chronic health problem. And I noticed that many of them have chronic health issues that are caused by trauma and can be from anything that happened 10 years ago to in their childhood. And I work with them. I, I get to the root, to the cause. Uh, I just talk with them, talk them through it and figure out what happened in their childhood and then do the Reiki and whatnot. And it, and the symptoms, they are vanishing. Then if they feel better, they, the, the, whatever medication or whatever they were using, it, even their, everything improves in their life. Everything improves in their life. Mm-hmm. Seriously, everything. And the trauma and they just realize, oh yeah, this is what happened to me. This is what was going on. I totally, like, they will say, I totally forgot about that. Or, oh my God, that really affected me. Yes, it did. Yes. It's your body saying, I need help. <laughs> like, come on. Mm-hmm. And the other uh, cases I work with is, I have parents who have kids on the autism spectrum. The thing is, I what I do is I I know this sounds maybe silly, but I look at myself as like a baby whisperer because mm-hmm. I I observe children a lot, it just it just how I am, and I noticed I noticed how children behave when they are feeling uncomfortable or they they want to say no. Or when they're happy or when, when they're not feeling good in their body. I notice what happens to them, especially when they're uh, autistic. And mm-hmm. I know that many of their behaviors looks really scary and people are like, what's going on here? my God, like, what is he or she doing? What are they doing? Yuck. And they, mm-hmm. and they try to get like some kind of therapist to work with them. And I was looking at some videos on how, um, some treatments work and, I, I, and I was looking at it, oh my gosh, that little boy, he's, he's, he's crying, he's overwhelmed, he's exhausted. And so I help parents to see, okay, when you like look at your kid, like how, like just observe your kid, get to know your kid. And I know that a lot of parents want like, um, like they would, like they want their kid to say, I'm hurt or I am. Or I'm scared, but these, some of these kids, they're not able to communicate that. What they do is they Mm -hmm. harm themselves, unfortunately, or they do something, they do something that really scares you. And when they do something that really scares you, it actually is their way of saying, I'm not feeling well or I'm not comfortable, like something, I'm sick. I need to see a doctor. That's their way of Mm -hmm. communicating. And I tried to coach my clients by saying, Just observe and just see, okay, do you know how did your kid react when they're happy? How did they react when they're really sad? Or how did they react when they don't like something? And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's a, it's a process because they say, well, they didn't say, well, my son or my daughter, they didn't say that they're hungry. Well, okay. You know what? Children, when they don't like something, they like just like make this uh, feel like ew face or they just push them, push them. They are like, "Duh, that's obviously they don't want to eat it," or <laughs> or, when they, or, or when they or when they or when they like scratching their hands or arms or something that that means that something is wrong. They need they need mm-hmm. medical attention. And so, I just, do
0: you work directly though with the kids or is it just the parents?
2: I can I can work with both. Honestly, I work. I observe the kids. I I mean, the, and the parents expect me to talk to the children. I do that. However, I. I also pay attention to how the kid responds. If the kid is not paying attention to me, I still know that the kid is is uh, listening because mm-hmm. some kids don't do eye contact when they're autistic, and that's totally fine with me. I know that they are responding by when I say, draw something. Like, I can just mm-hmm. say, or they don't understand verbal language, I'm just going to, like, when they're doing, when they're drawing something, And maybe they don't know what that means, drawing. I just draw with them. I just do something that they're doing, like mimicking them. And they're like, Mm. who is that? What is she doing? Like, like (laughs) this. Children, they need, they need some, they need excitement. They need something like somebody to, um, I don't want to use the wrong word. Just somebody that, somebody that gets their attention. Somebody who's like, Mm -hmm. they're doing what I'm doing. Huh? What's going on here? And that just, that just calms them. And even, and when they are a meltdown, people, and, or like when kids, they're, what looks like a temper tantrum, they're like, they're like mm-hmm. stomping or on the floor. It's because they're not feeling comfortable. Like they're overwhelmed by whatever they're experiencing. And just sit with them. Just sit with them. And even if they're not responding, they can mm-hmm. sense that you're there. And either they will, Hug you or they will just feel calm or just, I mean, it's as long as you're calm, they're going to be calm because they react. If you're agitated or you're like, they're going to be like, mm-hmm. I'm not feel, I'm not, I'm not safe here. Like that's just their, how they respond. They mimic your behavior and just follow that. Right. Just observe them. they're and picking
0: up that, that energy that you're sort of putting out. Exactly.
2: Yeah. They're so sensitive to energy. They're so sensitive. And you know, and I have like two, Uh, occasions where I could actually suddenly said love or mama or some, or I don't don't remember (laughs) the words. And I said, you respond, you respond with love. You don't say what's wrong with you. Why are you not talking to me? That's not going to work. But if you just be there for them, responding with love, they respond with love back. Like Mm -hmm. that's the way. Thank you for understanding me.
0: So you work with, uh, women, men, and children. So you have Mm -hmm. all three audiences. (laughs) Um, I might know the answer to this, but what do you think, which one is more difficult to work with?
2: (laughs) I don't know if difficult is the right word. I actually, every time when I look at when I have a new client or something something new, I'm thinking most like, Mm -hmm. interesting, what's going on here?
0: Mm, That's mostly like,
2: yeah. Like I don't know many of people who listen or going to watch this uh, know the show Columbo, <laughs> okay, inspired mm-hmm. to Columbo. I think I have the same mentality. He doesn't think, what's the most difficult? He's like, huh, interesting. What is going on here? Hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my basically how I view every every situation.
0: And I love it. So it's a positive yeah. reframing. You're like, it's not difficult. It's interesting, or it could be a challenge. And you know, obviously, challenges help you to grow and develop.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and just go to the process with the clients and share them what I'm observing because sometimes mm-hmm. they're gonna I'm gonna say, you know, I know it's six one they like, oh really? Yeah, and they say, mm-hmm. yeah, just look at it, just see what happened like oh, that's I didn't even realize that like that's the reaction I get sometimes like
0: mm-hmm. there you go. A lot of positive reactions your way mm-hmm. that's that's really great. So yeah, is there anything else that you want to share? with the audience that I might not have asked you regarding your coaching or your practice.
2: Yes. Um, so I, when I get people reaching out to me, uh, whether because they saw my life somewhere or they just uh, saw my name and they're thinking I need her help, but I didn't. How should I put this? Like, I have people reaching out to me and they are often afraid to talk about their lives because they're afraid of like, Oh, you grew up in that place. Oh, your mom did that. Or, Oh, you did what? I am not even, I don't do that because I, I mean, what there's so many things. There's so many things that can happen Mm -hmm. to you. There's no, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, did you seriously do that? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to listen to you. I'm just going to listen to the person. And say, okay, I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, when if you even if you did something bad, what you think is bad, it's not because you're a horrible person. Nobody, I mean, we all have good and bad in us, but sometimes you do things because you don't see another way around it. And mm-hmm. I and I want them to know I don't judge. i um, no matter what you tell, even if you tell me you want on drugs, okay, I'm gonna listen. Because there's always a story to why somebody does something, always.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great message for those of you that are listening or watching. You know, especially if you're thinking of working with a coach or you've considered it and you're not quite sure, um, there is no judgment. The role of a coach is to help you and guide you. So whatever you bring to your coach is with the knowledge that there's no judgment. It's just openness to understand where you are, where you've been, and where you want to go.
2: Yeah, you couldn't have said it better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is really great, Ducia. I'm so happy that you came on today and you shared what you do, what led you to do what you do, and how you help your clients, as well as who you work with.
2: It was my pleasure.
0: All right. Any last words to the audience before I let you go?
2: I, I'm looking forward to meeting you uh, all, whoever you are. And I love you, even though I don't know you yet. But I love you just because, just because it's you. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Yes, sending out love and positivity. All right, guys, as usual, we're going to put all the information for how to contact, how to find, follow, connect with, See that way you can check out her services and talk to her um, to see if it's a good fit for you. And like I always say, preparation, accountability, execution, and resolve are keys to your success. Until next time. So as you know by now, we're all about informing and empowering women. Well, now there's the addition of the She Is Fab shop where there is empowered fashion, printables, journals, mugs, and face masks. Check it out at www.sheisfab.net. That way you can purchase something for the lady, woman, or girl in your life.